So we've been spending this time here leaning in to the immediacy of experience, resting into receptive, embodied awareness, this capacity we have for that receptivity, this capacity that's inherent to a human consciousness, capacity to really receive and meet and track our experience moment by moment without being just bound up in that experience. And the implications of that capacity are profoundly transformative. The implications that we can not only experience seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, conceiving, remembering, imagining, considering, reflecting. Elements of the normal activity of our sensory life and emotional life and cognitive life. The fact that we can both experience through these different um, these different modes of perception, right? Sensory perception, emotional perception, cognitive perception. But that also at the same time and simultaneously we can hold those perceptions or or recognize those perceptions, track those perceptions, see into those perceptions, start to understand those perceptions. You can't really understand anything while you're bound up with it, involved with it. It's like if you're just inside a box and you're asked to describe the box, but all you've ever seen is the inside. Often it's like that, we're just inside our perceptions, I'm in the seeing. And in my uh, perceptions and kind of believing the the inner rhetoric that describes my perceptions, my perceptions of myself, my perceptions of others, my perceptions of the world. And mostly we're just inside that box of our perceptions and so our understanding of them is limited. Because you're only only ever seen from within those perceptions. And then we look at that box and we say, oh, we see the inner walls and that's the world that we're seeing, the world as described and proscribed actually by our own uh, interpretations. But then if you were to be lifted out of that box and see it from the outside, oh, now you can still see inside it. You can still see what you could see before from the inside, but you now understand it in a whole different way. Oh, it's not the whole world. It's just a particular box. And there's this infinite amount of space around that box. 
I don't know if that quite works for you as an image or a metaphor. But it's like that in a way, for that we can go from being just caught up in our perceptions to actually using our awareness to lift ourselves out. The perception's still there, the perception's still available. We're still able to see into the box. We're still able to know, oh yeah, this is seeing, this is hearing, this is thinking. But it's not the whole of our experience. It's just some seeing happening, just some thinking happening, just some feeling happening. Important to pay attention to what's being seen and what's being heard and what's being felt and what's being considered and thought about. But it doesn't take up all the space in consciousness because around the box, if you like, around the seeing, around the hearing, around the thinking. The space. The open space of awareness. The vast space of awareness. Edgeless space of awareness the open space in which my voice is being heard by you right now. The open space in which you can feel the sensations of sitting here right now. When we're used to living inside the box of our familiar perceptions. We, all our attention just goes to what we're hearing or what we're feeling or what we're sensing. And yet, in a very accessible way, actually, very ordinary way, just now as we're sitting here in the hearing, in the sensing and the sensations, one can recognize and attend to the space in which the sound is happening, the space in which the sensation is happening. The space of awareness which, like we said yesterday, is kind of the heart, the ground, the essence of meditation practice. From the vantage point of this open space, We see our experience more clearly, more fully, more spaciously. And anything that one relates to more clearly and more fully and more spaciously, one has a freer relationship with. So we train this resting in awareness, this recognizing awareness, this embodied awareness. And in doing so, we train this freer relationship with our experience, knowing what's happening more clearly, more fully, more spaciously.
one of the ways of establishing that space, that ground, that fuller perspective. And the way that we've been using uh, is this sense of you know, coming from being caught up in the perception, the mind field, the thought streams, to unhooking and oh, using body as a resource. Coming back to sensing the natural immediacy of bodily life. Natural movement of breath. Natural feel of sitting. Natural space (coughs) in the belly. It's a helpful way to train that capacity because um, there's something simpler about body than there is with mind. We can actually establish, just in the same way, you can establish clear awareness of mind itself, clear awareness of thought happening. But you need, like I think we also said yesterday, you need some real steadiness to be able to do that. Otherwise, what happens? You start off being aware of mind, oh, there's a thought, and then, oh, that thought's rather interesting. Oh, yeah, I remember now what that thought relates to. And you go on into the thought, lost in thought. It can also get lost in body, but it's easier, especially when we're just kind of establishing and learning to kind of stay and to rest and to open and to dwell in or to dwell as the open space of awareness. It's easier to use body. Body is less tricky right, in that way. It's, it's easier to track sensation without being caught up in it than it is to track thought without being caught up in it. So same thread of our practice then today. Establishing embodied awareness, resting into embodied awareness, dwelling as embodied awareness. It may be sometimes that just that sense of dwelling as embodied awareness, immediate awareness, open awareness, spacious awareness, receptive awareness, it may be sometimes that that's enough of a support for your practice. It may be that that sense of the natural brightness of mind is obvious enough to you that that's all the support you need. In which case, no need to add any extra kind of technique onto that. And if you're familiar here already with that sense of kind of uh, fluid abiding, natural abiding, unstructured abiding, 
then please just let that lead your practice. Please just let that lead your inquiry. Please let that just lead you towards whatever it is that appears that wants your attention, calls for your investigation. And if in saying that, that sounds unfamiliar to you or confusing, then please leave that bit alone and use some extra support. So extra support means barely. It might sound good, oh, just resting in natural open awareness. But actually, oh, I try to do that, but I don't know even half what it means. And I keep getting caught up in various, you know, thoughts and fantasies and regrets and dramas and details. Okay, please, in that case, give yourself a simple, clear focus. Belly. Down here. The embellied sense of expanding in-breath, relaxing out-breath, momentary stillness between breaths. On the one hand, being really sincere, really committed to tracking moment by moment that three-point breath, feeling the expansiveness of breathing in, Relaxation of breathing out, staying through the stillness at the end of the out-breath. And really staying with that process. And, on the other hand, not giving yourself any kind of hard time when you find that you've only managed one and a half breaths before, you know, your various, uh, you know, inner cinematic dramas have started to play out. The fact that you get caught up is not the failure of your practice. The fact that you get caught up and then you recognize it and you re-establish embodied awareness, that is your practice. And if you get caught up hundreds of times, then that's hundreds of times actually where you get to cultivate the recognizing and the releasing and the re-establishing embodied awareness. So sometimes it's easy to get sort of discouraged by that process as if somehow I haven't got it yet. But this is you getting it. right? So recognizing and releasing and re-establishing. Again and again and again. And just however, just simply and steadily you can do that without blame and drama and judgment and imagining how it ought to be different, then the more uh, you'll build the momentum of that capacity. And there's there's an intermediate possibility in there, so it may be that you're really using the focus in your belly, you just keep dropping your attention down here. Sensing deeply down here. Letting this, the feel of down in your belly, kind of that womby feeling, letting it relax, open. You may have some of the nuances that I spoke about last night. Also, sometimes as we drop, kind of sense down into the belly, it has a feeling of 
space, open space. Sometimes it feels actually just physically like your belly's gotten really big, big and round. Sometimes even in an alarming way. We have a kind of culture, uh, uh, a culturally conditioned um, sense of alarm about big bellies. Right? Maybe you know that even you tend to walk around pulling your belly in a bit. But please, in meditation, let it hang out. A big round belly is a very good thing in meditation. And perhaps you've seen those laughing Buddha images, you know, the ones, the little the statues of very big bellied Buddhas. Right. That's not because all the monks at that time were fat. Right. It's actually, it's a kind of physical representation of that feeling of round belly, full belly, relaxed belly. The feeling of de- being well embodied is a, f- a kind of full bellied feeling. So it may be, as you're just practicing in this way, that the sense of space or fullness or openness starts to really be felt in your belly. It may be that that feeling of fullness or openness sort of spreads out beyond the belly area to the whole feel of the physical field. Sitting here in a way that doesn't feel kind of human body shaped, but that actually feels more sort of spherical open, rounded, spacious. It has a feel to it in which just the whole dance of physical life, sensation, vibration, heat, pressure, density, etc., can just be known, tracked, allowed, made room for. The sense of actually finding, in a natural way, the spaciousness of awareness in which experience can be felt. Sometimes pleasant experience, sometimes unpleasant experience. Normally we fixate a lot. I want to get the pleasant experience and I want to defend against or get rid of the unpleasant experience. Right? It's understandable. And yet, when we establish that kind of spaciousness, we might find that whether experience is pleasant or unpleasant is quite secondary. We still prefer pleasant experience. But what we really prefer is not making such a drama. What we really prefer is dwelling as the space in which pleasurable and painful experience can be given some care, some attention, some love. We may find that our relationship to the kind of discomfort that we might experience in meditations just sitting here can be quite transformed. We might find that there's room for discomfort, that there's room to love what arises, whether we like it or not, whether it's unpleasant or pleasant. 
So, establishing embodied awareness, using the support of being simple and having your attention uh, steady in your belly, being willing to just come back again and again and again without making a fuss, and feeling for the nuances that may be there of kind of openness, roundness, fullness, inclusivity the capacity to really make room for whatever shows up in experience. And in this way then, we practice together. <laughs>